So this is the dua to get our deeds accepted. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, وَإِذْ جَرْفَعُوا إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And this is something we need to learn. And at this moment as well, this is what we are asking everybody to pray. That the efforts have been made, the achievements have been achieved, the course has been completed. But what we need is the acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we can bring this into every good deed that we do, رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ Everybody knows this. Go read with me. رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And the scholars mention, you know, there was one scholar, he says when, whenever he would recite this ayah of the Qur'an, he would come to this verse and he would begin to cry. He would begin to cry. And he would say, O Khalil al-Rahman, you are the Khalil of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're raising the foundations of the Kaaba, yet at the same time you're worried whether this action will be accepted or not. Full of humility, full of humility, not arrogant, not boasting, not feeling a sense of achievement, not at that time, full of humility that, oh Allah, please, please, the ulama, they mention, the arifin mentioned, one is to request somebody to accept a gift. You give somebody something, aqbil, you say, please accept it. But there is exaggeration over here, taqabbal, please. And who are we talking to? We're talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does Allah need our gifts? Does Allah need our salah? Does Allah need our hajj? Does Allah need our ibadah? So we are dealing with a being who is not in need. But we need him to accept our deeds. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ismail alayhi salam, they are building the Kaaba. And at that time their focus is Rabbana taqabbal. And not just at the end of the deed, whilst they are doing it. وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُوا إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلِ Now Allah mentioned this incident happened in the past. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bringing a future tense. He wants us to visualize. He wants us to visualize this. That imagine, think of this. Every time you do something great, every time you achieve something, Think of this incident. وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُوا إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلِ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Because Allah doesn't need us. We need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the Quran says, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنْ اسْتَطَاءَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا Then, وَمَنْ كَفَرَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ Allah is totally independent. So we are in need. We are in need to get whatever we do accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that we're not familiar with. We do the, alhamdulillah, we do the deeds. We carry out the good practices. Alhamdulillah, we, we, we carry out these achievements, alhamdulillah. But amongst the aslaf, this was something very common. One of the times, Ummul Mu'mineen, mother of the believer, Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha, she came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding a verse of the Qur'an, وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْتُونَ مَا آتَوْا وَقُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِلَةٌ And she asked, O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is this regarding people, uh, this verse of the Qur'an, those people who give in charity and their hearts are trembling, is this regarding people who commit zina, who drink alcohol, who commit theft? Is it regarding those people? Is this why their hearts are trembling out of fear? And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded, La ya binta Siddiq. No, daughter of Siddiq. No. This ayah is in regards to those people who fast, who perform their salah, but they are worried, has Allah accepted or not accepted? Mawlana Jalaluddin Rumi rahmatullahi we hear the famous incident. There was a bride and all her friends were preparing her, dressing her up, applying her makeup, they're combing her hair, beautifying her, adorning her, and then they are praising her. MashaAllah, you look very good, very nice, very pleasing to the eye. 
beautiful. And she's there crying. She's shedding tears. So they say to her, what did we say? Did we say something wrong? Did we hurt you? Have we said anything offensive? She says, no. She says, why are you crying? She says, you're all saying I look nice. But will my husband like me or not? Everybody can say that, mashallah and subhanallah and congratulations. But we need the congratulations from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So again, I request we make this dua, Rabbana, taqabbal minna, innaka anta sami'ul alim. Because we are dealing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who doesn't need me? Who doesn't need what we need? We need Allah to accept. Taqabbal this exaggeration. Please, please, O oh Allah, I'm begging you, please accept my gift. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that this ayah is in regards to those people who do good. Who do good the entire night. They might be in ruku, in sujood, in the tilawat of the Quran, in muraqaba, in dhikr. But at the time of suhoor, wabil ashari hum yastaghfirun. In the morning, at the time of tahajjud, you will see them crying in such a manner, you will think this person has been committing zina or this person has committed murder and is crying and making tawbah due to this sin. But in reality, their hearts are trembling. Why? Because they are concerned. Is my action going to be accepted by Allah or not? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this concern. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who, uh, who, who, who work towards getting our actions accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember, we're dealing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and dealing with Allah innama who who does, who does Allah accept from? Allah accepts the deeds of those who have taqwa. And what does it mean to have taqwa in amal? There are two things we need. One is ikhlas, sincerity. And number two, the method needs to be correct, the way of the sunnah. You know, you give somebody a gift. So we give somebody a gift. And a lot of times on the gift, there's a, there's a name tag. And on this name tag, sometimes you don't write, any, you don't write a name. They feel offended. You could have wrote my name. Imagine you bought a gift for your wife. Her name is Aisha. And when she receives the bag, it says to Maryam. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah, you might not be allowed in the house next time. So similarly, we send many deeds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whose name is written on that name tag? To whose name is written on there? It needs to say only to Allah only. And the second is the sunnah. And that is the way we do the action. That's like the gift wrap. Sometimes the gift isn't so valuable. We know we are full of shortcomings. But if we adorn this and dress this in the sunnah, the sunnah is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The most easiest, quickest, fastest route to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the way of the sunnah. If we ensure we have these two things, inshallah, we will know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely accept our deeds. Once again, let us repeat this dua. Rabbana taqabbal minna, innaka anta sami'ul alim. With that, inshallah, we will commence our program for today. I call upon one of our students of our Hibs class, uh, Wahid Abdul Rahman, to come and recite a portion of the Quran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. billahi min ash-shaytani rajim. Bismillahi rahmani rahim. Yusabbihu lillahi ma fis samawati wa ma fil ard. Lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamd. 
The light of Rasulullah is present in the hearts. It just needs to be stirred. Like a, a cup of tea which has sugar at the bottom, if you stir it and you drink it like this, you will taste its sweetness. If you don't stir the sugar, you won't be able to taste its sweetness. Such is the love for Rasulullah is present in our hearts. And when this love gets stirred, when you remember Medina, and it becomes sweet. When you remember his name, it becomes sweet. When you remember his characteristics, it becomes sweet. When you hear his, his words, it becomes sweet. And if it does not get stirred, you think these things as, as just something normal. You might even mention the name of Medina as if it's something average or regular. It's not something normal. It's Medina al-Munawwara. When you remember Medina al-Munawwara or the Green Dome or the Seerah or his companions or his family وسلم, all of these things when, they remem when remembered they bring a special state and a special taste of sweetness to a person because they are connected to the greatest sweetness the sweetness of Iman and the sweetness of the love for Rasulullah A person does not truly have faith until Allah and his Messenger are more beloved to him than anything else so how can you stir the sweetness in the hearts? It's there in the hearts of Muslims. It's there in the nasheed, in the remembering of the seerah. It's there whenever we remember Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Whenever we imagine him, whenever we think about his, his, his shining face, like, like the 14th moon, it, 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 it's there. All we have to do is stir uh, the sweetness in our hearts. 
رساله الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد اس نشيد هاز ا كومن كورس ان ويتش اي ريكويست ايفري ون تو جوين ان شاء الله There is no man more dear to me throughout the whole of history than the one who was sent as a guide leading people from darkness to light his message was simple and clear that there is one god who we must all fear fighting people towards Allah his name is Muhammad Mustafa his name is Muhammad Mustafa balagha al-ula bi kamalihi kashafa al-duja bi jamalihi hasunat jami'u khisalihi صلوا عليه وآله He is the greatest man of all time He came to teach the whole of mankind That we must worship only one Lord Besides him there is no other God Islam is what he came to teach to every corner of the world did he preach that we can all come together and pray to the one who provides us each day to the one who provides us each day balagha he was a shelter for the orphans and poor he is my only ticket for the heaven door he confirmed all that was sent before then the whole world do i love him more i swear if i only had a chance to go back in time for one glance at the face of muhammad alamin i would wonder whether i've had a dream i would wonder There is no man more dear to me throughout the whole of history than the one who was sent as a guide leading people from darkness to light. Hey.
message was simple and clear that there is one God who we must all fear, inviting people towards Allah. His name is Muhammad Mustafa. His name is Muhammad Mustafa. شفت دجا بجماله حسنت جميع خصاله صلوا عليه وآله صلوا عليه وآله صلى الله عليه وسلم MashaAllah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These gatherings are regarding the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And very soon, inshallah, we will have an opportunity to listen directly from our other Shaykh al-Hadith, Mawran Abdul Rahim sahab, inshallah. Prior to that, inshallah, we have one more kirat and one naat by Mufti Jawad Iqbal, inshallah. Qari Muddassir sahab, inshallah. Our hips class teacher at Zaytun Academy, Qari Muddassir Anwar. Also an international kirat competition participant. And also, he features on uh, Ikra TV as well. So, some of you may have seen him, inshallah, reciting Quran on some of the channels. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن المتقين في
الشمس والقمر بحسبان والنجم والشجر يسجدان الشمس والقمر بحسبان والنجم والشجر يسجدان والسماء والسماء رفعها ووضع الميزان ألا تطغوا في الميزان وأقيموا الوزن بالقسط ولا تخسروا الميزان والأرض وضعها للأنام
فيها فاكهة والنخل ذات الأكمام والحب ذو العصف والريحان فبأي خلق الإنسان من صلصال كالفخار وخلق فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان رب المشرقين ورب المغربين مرج البحرين يلتقيان بينهما برزخ لا يبغيان بينهما برزخ بينهما فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان يخرج منهما فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان وله الجوار المنشآت في البحر كالأعلام فبأي صدق الله العظيم
MashaAllah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautify Harisab's voice even more. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a strong attachment with the Quran. The month of Ramadan, the month of Quran is coming up. And let us try and recite more Quran, inshallah, from now till then. We learn from our asatidah, our teachers. Iqra'ul Quran. That the Quran will be an intercessor for you Yawm Al-Qiyamah on the Day of Judgment. Can you imagine the Quran fighting on your behalf on the Day of Judgment? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a strong connection with the Quran. Uh, I call upon my friend and colleague Mufti Javid Iqbal Saab to come and present a, a naat in praise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In this nazm that I'm going to recite, there is the word of Dulu Sharif sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So all brothers are requested to join in. alam khayr mujassam alam khayr mujassam صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله عليه وسلم رهبر عقبا رهبر عالم رهبر عقبا رهبر عالم صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله عليه وسلم أنك فزائل أنك محاسن حد زبان بياس باهر أنك فزائل أنك محاسن حد زبان से बाहिर कामिलो अकमल ताहिरो अतहर कामिलो अकमल ताहिरो अतहर सल्लल्लाहु अलैहि वसल्लम सल्लल्लाहु अलैहि वसल्लम उनके सब औसाफ बयां हो लफ्जों में मुमकिन ही नहीं है उनके सब औसाफ बयां हो लफ्जों में मुमकिन ही नहीं है वो तो हैं बस खुलके मुजासम वो तो हैं बस खुलके मुजासम सल्लल्लाहु अलैहि वसल्लम सल्लल्लाहु 
عليه وسلم ان کی یاد سے ان کے نام سے روح جواں ہو ان کی یاد سے دل روشن ہو ان کے نام سے روح جواں ہو ان کی یاد سے دل روشن ہو ذکر سے ان کے آنکھیں ہونم ذکر سے ان کے آنکھیں ہونم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم جن کو ہمیشہ امت کا غم اس غم خار کی امت ہیں ہم جن کو ہمیشہ امت کا غم اس غم خار کی امت ہیں ہم کیوں نہ کہیں پھر آپ پہ ہر دم کیوں نہ کہیں پھر آپ پہ ہر دم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم جسم میں جب تک جان ہے اپنے دل میں یہی ارمان ہے اپنے جسم میں جب تک جان ہے اپنے دل میں یہی ارمان ہے اپنے آپ کی طاعت کرتے رہے ہم آپ کی طاعت کرتے رہے ہم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہادی عالم خیر مجاسم ہادی عالم خیر مجاسم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم تمہی کو ابتدا لکھوں تمہی کو انتہا لکھوں تمہی کو ابتدا لکھوں تمہی کو انتہا لکھوں سمجھ ہی میں نہیں آتا کہ آخر تم کو کیا لکھوں سمجھ ہی میں نہیں آتا کہ آخر تم کو کیا لکھوں امین و صادق و پیغم 
صدق و صفا لکھوں امین و صادق و پیغم برے صدق و صفا لکھوں نبی ذوالکرم لکھوں محمد مصطفیٰ لکھوں صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نبی ذوالکرم لکھوں محمد مصطفیٰ لکھوں کبھی شمس و دحا لکھوں کبھی بدر و دجا لکھوں کبھی شمس و دحا لکھوں کبھی بدر و دجا لکھوں الہی کس طرح شرح جمال مصطفیٰ لکھوں الہی کس طرح شرح جمال مصطفیٰ لکھوں رسول محترم لکھوں امام الانبیاء لکھوں رسول محترم لکھوں امام الانبیاء لکھوں خدا معلوم دل کیا چاہتا ہے تم کو کیا لکھوں خدا معلوم دل کیا چاہتا ہے تم کو کیا لکھوں قلم رکتا نہیں مذکور او صاف و فضائل پر قلم رکتا نہیں مذکور او صاف و فضائل پر یہی جی چاہتا ہے تم کو محبوب خدا لکھوں یہی جی چاہتا ہے تم کو محبوب خدا لکھوں تمی کو ابتدا لکھوں تمی کو انتہا لکھوں سمجھ ہی میں نہیں آتا کہ آخر تم کو کیا لکھوں تمہارے نام نامی کو میں ہر غم کی دوا لکھوں صلی اللہ Jazakum Allahu khairah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase Mufti Saab in his voice, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase him in his ilm and amal, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him plentiful barakah and reward him in the best of ways, and grant us the true love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
Now we come to the final lesson of Sahih al-Bukhari. We appreciate and say Jazakumullah khairan to our respected and honorable Ustad who has taken out time from his busy schedule to grant us the opportunity to benefit from his words of advice. Uh, prior to me calling Hazrat, I'm just going to share with you. Alhamdulillah, we have three girls graduating and they've had a very challenging journey, should I say. Seven years, Alhamdulillah, they have spent. And uh, in the beginning with most classes, they start off with a larger group. So there's about 15 girls that started off and despite many, many challenges, many, many difficulties, their friends and other people dropping out for various reasons, these three remained steadfast despite um, their university. Some of them had placements in other places, but despite all the challenges, despite the difficulties, the ups and downs, and they have gone through all the difficulties, alhamdulillah. There was even a time when we even suggested to them that alhamdulillah, we have many other local madaris that are delivering the alimiya course in a much better way as well. You can join up with them as well. But it was their insistence. They said, no, we started here. We want to end here. So that gave us encouragement to continue as well. It motivated us, it inspired us to continue. And alhamdulillah, I have to say throughout the lockdown, many of the lessons were delivered over Zoom. So. We would find on some occasions that sometimes you lose connection and on, on the teacher's side you wouldn't know. But even if a word or a few words were missed, Alhamdulillah, they were very particular to ensure not a single hadith or a single word of the hadith was missed. They would say that we missed, we couldn't hear one word here or a few words over here. Can we have them repeated? So a lot of effort has gone into it. And make dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept everything they have done. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their parents. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of their teachers. I request the fathers to please um, come towards the front. It's a special day for yourselves. Uh, Ahmad Bai, Abdullah Bai, how are we talking? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them further honor in dunya and in akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward their efforts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala utilize them for the sake of deen. Uh, Alhamdulillah, they, they, they have continued their journey of ilm and now they are also teaching as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their khidmat. Without any further ado, I call upon our respected ustad to deliver the final lesson of Sahih al-Bukhari. صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن العاص رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الراحمون يرحمهم الرحمن تبارك وتعالى ارحموا من في الأرض يرحمكم من في السماء وفي رواية 
irhamu turhamu rawahu abu dawud باب قول الله تعالى ونضع الموازين القسط ليوم القيامة وأن أعمال بني آدم وقولهم يوزن وقال مجاهد القسطاس العدل بالرومية ويقال القسط مصدر مقسط وهو العادل وأما القاسط فهو الجائر وبه قال حدثنا أحمد بن إشكاب قال حدثنا محمد بن فضيل عن عمارة بن القعقاء عن أبي زرعة عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كلمتان حبيبتان إلى الرحمن خفيفتان على اللسان ثقيلتان في الميزان سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان بڑھیے میرے ساتھ سبحان اللہ وبحمدہ سبحان اللہ العظیم تین مرتبہ سبحان اللہ وبحمدہ سبحان اللہ العظیم سبحان اللہ وبحمدہ سبحان اللہ العظیم ریسپیکٹڈ ایلڈرز برادرز فرینڈز ینگ ونز لیڈیز مدرز سسٹرز ڈوٹرز ماشاءاللہ دس ایز a very beautiful occasion of Khatm of Sahih Al-Bukhari. I would like to congratulate first of all the Ustadi Muhtaram of the Adam Sahib for taking the ladies and navigating them through this journey of ilm, tahsil ilm and giving them, passing on to them the knowledge which his Asatiza had given him as this knowledge is passed Sina Basina from heart to heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give Mufti Adam Sahib long life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept his khidmat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spread his views among the community. Then I would like to congratulate the Apas who are graduating. MashaAllah. As Mufti Adam Sahib said, you stuck to your cause, you never gave up. That's the way to do it. You worked hard. MashaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for every minute and every second you spent in learning and studying. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this knowledge beneficial for you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the ability to practice on what you have learned. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept you all for the khidmat of deen. And may Allah allow you to spread this ilm wherever you go, wherever you stay. Also, the parents are worthy of congratulations. And mashallah, they also help their daughters throughout this journey. Many times, some barriers are put forward by parents or relatives, and they don't want their youngsters to study. Really, this happened. 
but such parents don't realize that it is these children who will benefit us in this dunya and on the day of Qiyamah, inshallah. If they have in their hearts, then they will look after us. They will take care of us in our old age, inshallah. There will be coolness of eyes for us in this dunya and in akhirah. I read somewhere that on the day of Qiyamah, people will be in their own worlds. Every man for himself, every woman for himself. Now, if we had just given dunyavi knowledge to our students without any dini knowledge, we sent them to university, they graduate, we spend thousands of pounds on them, 9,000 fees, and plus on top of that, and five, six years course, 50, 60, 70,000. They graduate, they have a good life, enjoy luxurious life. But on the day of Qiyamah, if you go towards them for one Neki, they will run away from you. Everyone will run away. Please give me one Neki. My scale is in the balance. I need one Hasana by which my Hasanat can outweigh my Sayyat. And I can go in Jannah. Sorry, Papa. Sorry, Mommy. I can't. Sorry, Chacha. Sorry, Bhai. I can't. My hisab is still left. I've still got to weigh on the scales. What if I get stuck? I can't give you. I'm sorry. Just turn their face away and on the other side. They won't even look at you. But if you had made your son Hafiz, he will come looking for you. Abba, Ammi, come on. You, we are waiting for you to put the crown on your head. The Hafiz will come rushing, looking for you, to save you, to take you to Jannah. This is the difference between Dini knowledge and Dunya knowledge. Of course, we need graduates in every field. Let them study. As Akbar Ilahabadi said, Tum shok se kalij mein phalo, park mein phulo. Study in the colleges. Park me phulo. You can blossom in the parks. You can fly in the clouds. And you can swing on the swings wherever you want. Remember one advice of this humble servant. Don't forget Allah and don't forget your reality, who you are, where you came from, where are you heading, where are you going to end up. Always remember Allah and always remember your end. So, 
these ladies have graduated, their parents are also worthy of huge congratulations. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this faragat and graduation barkati, blessed, mubarak for the parents as well. We are here in this dars. Hazrat Shaykh Yunus Saab, Nafurallahu Marqadahu used to say, Bhai ye koi bayan nahi hai, ye hadith ka dars hai. Main hadith ka scholar hoon, aur hadith ki baat karta hoon, bayan bayan, mujhe nahi aata, bayan karne wale aur hote hai. Hakikat ye hai, reality is, that this is a hadith dars. And hadith dars should be attended with all the adab of hadith. Hazrat Imam Malik rahmatullahi alayhi, when teaching hadith, would perform wudu, wear nice clothes, apply perfume, and sit on a high position with proper waqar and haibat. He was asked, Hazrat, why do you show so much importance to the hadith lesson? And he would say, أُحِبُّ أَنْ أُعَظِّمَ حَدِيثَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ I would love to show reverence and respect to the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why I get proper ready when it's time to teach hadith. So this is a hadith lesson. And we have to sit attentively. Thereafter, before commencing the ibarat of Imam Bukhari, Hazrat Shaykh Yunus Sahib used to read Hadith Ar-Rahman. Ar-Rahimun Yarhamuhum Ar-Rahman. He would mention his chain of narration. I also took this Hadith of Musalsal Bil Awwaliyyat from Hazrat Shaykh Yunus Sahib. And he from his Shaykh, Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria Sahib. And he from Hazrat Maulana Khalil Ahmad Saharan Quri Sahib. And Hazrat Saharan Quri's Asani are published, written up to Hazrat Shawaliullah Sahib and then to Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Shaykh Yunus Sahib used to say that Shaykh Yasin Fadani was in Makkah Mukarramah. He was very muammar, aged ustad of hadith. I went to Makkah Mukarramah plenty of times, but I never knew about him. So I couldn't take ijazah of this hadith from him. I had to take it with one wasta, Abdullah al-Nakhibi. And he from Shaykh Yasin al-Fadani, so I narrate with his wasta. So between me and Shaykh Yasin Fadani was Hajar Shaykh Yunusta and Shaykh Abdullah al-Nakhibi and then Shaykh Yasin Fadani. But some time ago, Shaykh Nabil from Makkah Mukarramah came to Zakaria Masjid and we called him to our academy and he delivered a lesson and he has ijazat from Shaykh Yasin Fadani. So I will give you ijazat from that Shaykh Nabil's route as well so you will get one narrator uh, less in your sanad and as muhaddisin used to say 
We have to talk about this Khatme Bukhari Sharif over here. One point is this kitab is Sahih al-Bukhari. Sayyiduna Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi was an extremely pious personality, genius person, muttaqi parhezgar, ashiqi rasool, Hazrat Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi wrote this kitab with extra carefulness and he was very cautious whilst writing the kitab. He would do ghusl, pray to rakat namaz, have total inshirah confidence and then he would add the hadith in there. You can't do that. And he wrote this book in 16 years. And why did he write it? Two reasons. Number one, Imam Bukhari Ramatullah himself says that I was in the majlis of Ishaq ibn Rahway. And he said, How nice was it if some of you could compile a book consisting just the Sahih ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, those ahadith of the top category which have all the sharait of sahih in them. So he said, I thought he was indicating towards me, I kept that in my mind, and I thought, inshallah, I'll do it. This is Ustad's encouragement to the student. Then he says, I saw a dream. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is sitting, and flies are flying over his face, and I have a fan in my hand, and I'm trying to fan those flies away. So I asked some of the Mu'abbideen who said, Anta tathubbul kithba an Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa A fly in Arabic is called a dhubba. And dhubba means to drive away. So those dhubba, the flies, are the kithb on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa You are flying them away, you will remove the lies and fabrications from the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he said, this kept, I kept in my mind, and then I started writing this book. He wrote it in a period of 16 years. Hard work, tireless effort. So, Hazrat Imam Bukhari went through great struggle when writing this kitab. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted the book a lot of acceptance. In his lifetime, 90,000 students studied it from him. And then, mashallah, many other books were written, but no book got so much maqbuliyat as Sahih al Bukhari. So many shuruhat were written for it. Until Hafiz ibn Hajar came and Shurrah said he was a debt on the Ummah which Hafiz ibn Hajar 
Rahmatullahi alayhi paid off. He wrote the Sharafatul Fulbari and he gave the proper commentary on Sahih al-Bukhari. He was Amirul Mu'mineen of al-Hadith of his time. So Imam Bukhari's kitab got so much maqbuliyat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, we in our madaris have been teaching this kitab from cover to cover for centuries. In our Darsay-Bizami, we've always had this total, complete book from cover to cover with sharah, explanation. Mufti Adam Saab has spent hours and hours studying. Believe me, it's not easy. You have to study a lot when teaching Sahih al-Bukhari. You have a world of information. You have to go through it. You have to summarize it. And then you have to present it to the students. So it's a hard work. Mufti Saab has been doing it. MashaAllah, the girls have benefited. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all the effort. Hazrat Imam Bukhari, rahmatullahi alayhi, was very particular about the headings of the kitab. He started from Babu Badil Wahi. Babu Kaifa Kana Badul Wahi ila Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He brought seven ahadith in there. He explained the nature of wahi, revelation. This is to say that this kitab is wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said regarding matters of deen was not of his own hawa and his own desire. It was all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا يَنْطِقُوا عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَىٰ in Surah Al-Najm. And in one hadith, he himself said, مَا أَقُولُ إِلَّا مَا نَزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ I only say whatever comes down from the heavens. The Urdu poet said, اَيْ قَوْلِ مُحَمَّدْ قَوْلِ خُدَىٰ اَيْ قَوْلِ مُحَمَّدْ قَوْلِ خُدَىٰ فَرْمَان نَبَدْلَا جَائِهَا بَدْلِهَا زَمَانَا لَاخْ مَگَرْ قُرْآن نَبَدْلَا جَائِهَا so Imam Bukhari explained right in the beginning that I'm writing this book of Hadith Sharif and Hadith Sharif is Wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wahi is of two types. Wahi matloof and Wahi ghair matloof. The Wahi which is recited tilawat, that is Quran Sharif. And the Wahi which has no tilawat and that is Hadith Sharif. So he mentioned that very genius of Imam Bukhari. And he said that you have full confidence that whatever is coming is wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wahi is where our hearts and minds stop. That is where wahi starts. Our five senses have a limit. Where they stop, our logic and aql starts. And the aql has a limit. Where our aql and logic starts, that's where wahi starts. That's where aql stops. It can't get anywhere. That is when wahi will guide you and direct you. This is why he started with Babun Kaifakana Badul Wahiye ila Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Imam Bukhari went on to kitab Iman. Imaniyat, beliefs. Iman is the basis. Without Iman, there's no point of taharat and salat and zakat and sawm. You will get non Muslims coming to your masjid in Ramadan and taking your timetable fasting from dawn till dusk 
but they don't get any sawab from Allah. All they get is diet. Sawab is connected to Iman and faith. So we all have to have Iman, belief, faith in everything Allah and His Rasul says. We have to be very careful. Imam Bukhari explained that the opposite of Iman is Kufr. Opposite of belief is disbelief. Make sure you don't fall into disbelief. And he talked about Kufrun duna Kufrin, Zulmun duna Zulmin, and A'mal which could take your Iman away. If you do this, then you, your Iman could go. Your Iman could slip away and it could be snatched away from you. So always be careful. Don't be complacent. He explained that in Kitabul Iman. And then he started off with Ibadat and then um, Maghazi, Jihad, Seer, and then Nikah, Talaq, Mu'amalat, whatever, Abuab, until Hazrat Imam Bukhari Ramatullahi brings his Kitab to a close on Kitabul Raddi ala al-Jahmiyyati wa ghayrihim wa tawheed And some Anawin say Kitabul Tawheed is the main unwa. Radd ala al-Jahmiyya is uh, maybe uh, just connected to it. Whatever. Imam Bukhari came back to a Tawheed. Hazrat Shaykh Yunus Sahib spoke about Tawheed. What is Tawheed? We understand Tawheed as oneness of Allah. That's not it. There's more to Tawheed. Junaid Baghdadi said Tawheed Ifradul Qadim min al Muhdath separating and totally mentioning the uniqueness of the Qadim Zad from the Muhdath and Makhluqat. Makhluqat are totally different. Allah is Khaliq, He is unique, He is special, He is different. No makhluk, no creation can resemble Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no similarity between the makhluk and the khaliq. Laysa kamithlihi shay, wa huwa sami'ul basir. Walam yakullahu kufuwan ahad. Afaman yakhluku kaman la yakhluk. Afala tadakkaroon. Tawheed is to understand the greatness, the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi explained in this kitab al-Tawheed. The Sifat of Allah. There was this group, Murjiya, Jahmiya. They used to feel that if you talk about Mutaddad and various Sifat of Allah, that means you believe in various gods. So Imam Bukhari explained, no. A one person can have many, many awsaf. Allah is one, but he has 99 names, 99 Sifat. So Sifat can be Mutaddad. Just because sifat are mutadad and plenty does not mean that the zawat are plenty. The zat of Allah is one and he is worthy of all praise. He has all the awsaf. This is why he mentioned the sifat in this uh, 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 last chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed and Kitab al-Rat'al al-Jahmiyyah. And he moved on. He talked about the hearing of Allah, the looking of Allah, and the irada of Allah, mashiyat of Allah, hayat of Allah, ilm of Allah, qudrat and quwwat and power of Allah, and then finally the speech of Allah. Speech. Allah speaks. In what manner? Imam Bukhari was of the opinion in whatever manner befits him. And Imam Bukhari used to say, keep it open. He would say, he would not go into the discussion of kalam al-nafsi and kalam al-lafzi. said, put that on one side. Just say, Allah speaks in the manner which befits Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't know how. Just as we don't know how he sees, we don't know how he hears. 
Similarly, we don't know how he speaks, but he does speak. And Quran is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to explain this, Imam Bukhari conducted many chapters like Babu Qawlillahi Ta'ala wa kallam Allahu Musa Taqlima and Babu Qawlillahi Ta'ala this Babu Qawlillahi Ta'ala Hatta ila fuzzi'an kulubihim qalu maza qala rabbukum qalu al-haqqa wa huwa al-aliyyul kabir so maza qala rabbukum so Imam Bukhari proved the speech and the sword of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is not in need of hanjara he is not in need of all these asbab but Imam Bukhari indicated that Allah speaks in whatever manner fits Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala among these chapters we come on this last chapter of Babu Again, Allah says, Allah says, Allah speaks. Scales of justice will be placed on the day of judgment. Now, in that scale, A'mal will be weighed. What will be weighed? A'mal and Aqwal. And among the Aqwal is your tilawat, your recitation. How you recited the Quran will be weighed in that scale as well. If you recited with tajweed, if you recited with khushu'ah, khudu'ah, if you recited with ikhlas, sincerity, if you recited seeking the pleasure and rida of Allah, then your tilawat will be very weighty. It will have a lot of weight in it. But if you lack these, then your tilawat will not have weight in it. It will be very light and shallow and it, it won't be heavy enough to over, uh, you know, weigh the other side of the scales. So what you need to do is make your tilawat wazni, weighty, sickle, bring that sickle in it. And how can you do that? Ikhlas. As our friend Elias was saying, you put sugar in the tea, you have to stir it. The more sugar, the sweeter it will be. So your tilawat, your a'mal, your zikr fikr, your salah, your saum, your zakat, your sadaqat, your khairat, your amr bil ma'roof, your nahi anil munkar, all these a'mal will gain weight in them by ikhlas and sincerity. Perhaps this is why Imam Bukhari started with hadith niyyat, innam al-a'malu, he taught us ikhlas right from the beginning. Always be sincere in whatever you do. Great deed, small deed, major deed, minor deed. You spend a million, you spend one pound. Whatever you spend, there should be ikhlas in there. So Imam Bukhari indicated that mawazin al-qista liyawm al-qiyamah will be placed. And wa'anna a'mala bani adam waqawlahum yuzan in one nuskha wa'anna a'mala bani adam waqawlahum tusan now this verse wanadawul mawazin al-qista liyawm al-qiyamah is in surah al-anbiya 17th juz verse number 47 the full verse is wanadawul mawazin al-qista liyawm al-qiyamah fala tudlamu nafsun shay'a وَإِنْ كَانَ مِثْقَالَ حَبَّةٍ مِّنْ خَرْدَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا وَكَفَى بِنَا حَاسِبِينَ We will place the scales of justice on the day of Qiyamah. No soul shall be wronged at all. If a deed was equivalent to an atom's weight, we will produce that deed as well. 
and we are enough to take hisab and account. The shani nuzul of this, Ibn Kathir rahmatullahi writes, Nazalat fi munkiri al This ayat was revealed regarding those who denied Ba'ath Ba'ad al Maut, who used to say there is no life after death, no resurrection. They would reject it outrightly. They would make fun of the Prophet when he would talk about life after death. One such khabiz badmash brings a dead goat's bone which had died long time ago and the bone had decayed. So he brings it to the Prophet and he rubs that bone on his hands and it's crumbling and it, the particles are falling on the ground and he is saying just as this bone is from the dead goat similarly we are buried in the grave our bones will be crumbled and they will decay as well so who's going to bring this bone back to life Nabiya Pak did not see anything and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke for Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Surah Yaseen. Beautiful. Allah said, This man sets an example parallel before us and he forgets his own creation, how he was created. He's saying, Who will breathe life into these bones which have decayed and crumbled? Tell him, O Muhammad, that being who created the bone first time will breathe life into it for a second time. He knows fully well the creation of everything. Who created for you fire in that green, green tree? Now, in the tree, there's water. If the water dries out, the tree dies. But they used to have a special tree called Marth and another one called Rifar. And they used to take one branch from there, another branch from here. They would strike it and fire would come out. That's how they would light their fires on their journeys. They wouldn't have matchsticks with them. Who placed that fire in those trees? If he can place water and fire in one entity, he can breathe life into that dead bone as well. That being who created the seven heavens and the earth, can he not recreate a six foot human being? Why not? He is the greatest creator and he has full knowledge of everything. 
His matter is only that when he wants to do something, he has to say be and then become. He's not in need of asbab. That means he is musabbibul asbab. Kun fayakun Hallowed be that be on his, in whose hands is the kingdom of everything. And to him is your return. This ayat, one of the Mawazin al was also revealed for giving answer to the Munkidine Ba'ath. Today, we live in times of fitna. Sometimes we also forget our life after death. We need reminders. This gathering is a reminder for myself and for all of us. Our dear Abbas, you are graduating now. Among the nasaih which our Asatiza used to give us at the time of graduation, one was never forget your death and never forget your life after death always remember we are not here forever we have to go we have to move from here and we will be brought back to life we will be standing before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we will be giving an account of our whole life we will be questioned by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always remember that to remind us of this you know how important this is how many surahs in the Quran Sharif? 114, right? From among those 114 surahs, Tafsir Ma'arifur Quran Kandalvi states that Allah mentions Ba'ath Ba'ad al Maud in 68 surahs. Imagine, in one way or another, sometimes the whole surah is for life after death. Like Al Qariyah, Al Haqqa, Sa'ala Sa'ilum Yada bin Waqi, these surahs, all surahs about Ba'ath Ba'ath. And sometimes Allah somehow, somewhere brings and fits in some reminder about Ba'ath Ba'ath. 68 surahs talk about life after death. So we always have to remember this accountability. I am not a free man, I am not a free woman. I will be held to account in the court of Allah for every deed and every action. And I will be questioned by Allah directly himself. Imam Bukhari is reminding us in this chapter, Baba Kaulillahi Ta'ala, Wanadawul Mawazin al Kistali Yomu Qiyama, Wanna Amala Bani Adam, Wakaulahum Yusuf. Sheikh Yunus Sab used to say, Imam Bukhari brought this chapter last because Wazanul Amal, Akhiri Amal Hek. Wazanul Amal is the last action. After that, you will be given your certificate either in the right hand or left hand. Right hand, you are fortunate. And left hand, oh, I wish my death had finished me off. I was not resurrected. My wealth was of no avail to me. My leadership, my presidency, my kingdom, my rule, 
is all destroyed. Nobody here to help me. Firon will be alone. Haman will be alone. Qarun, Namud, Shaddad, everyone will be alone. Every man for himself, every woman for herself. So Imam Bukhari reminded us that this is the last amal to be done on the day of Qiyamah, which is Wazanul A'mal. Now, with regards to Wazanul A'mal, there is a lot of discussion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought here one of our mawazin. Now, mawazin is plural of mizan. Will there be plenty of mizans and scales or just one scale? There are two opinions. Imam Fakhruddin Razi in his Tafsirul Kabir says that there will be plenty of scales. And every person will have his own scales in which A'mal will be weighed. There will be Malaika who will be surrounding Maidani Hashar and they will be weighing in the scales. Hazrat Jibreel Amin salam, will be the Amir of the Malaika. Any problem, they will turn to Sayyidina Jibreel Amin salam. The A'mal will be weighed in the scales. Ibn Kathir rahmatullahi alayhi said, it seems that there will be one scale. And everybody will line up for their amal to be weighed in that one scale. And they will have their turns. If you think that it'll take a long time to weigh billions and trillions of people's amal, well, the day of Qiyamah is very long as well. For some, it will be 1,000 years. And for some, 50,000 years. May Allah make that day light for us. There will be some who will be called over and fast-tracked towards Jannah. Your amal don't need to be weighed. Anbiya, awliya, sulaha, mashayikh. Who only have good deeds, who don't have any bad deeds. Why the need for weighing them? And you do get, anbiya are sinless. But many awliya also protect themselves from sinning disobedience. Sheikh Yunus Tab mentioned his Ustadi Muhtaram, Hazrat Mawlana Asadullah Sahab, Nazim Madrasa Mazahir Ibn Saharanpur, very pious personality. Khamosh Tabir, silent, talks very less, but very pious. Hazrat Mawlana Siddiq Banwi Sahab Rahmatullah Ali was his Khadi. So he once said, Hazrat, this waistcoat of yours is going to be dirty. If you give it to me, I'll wash it. So Hazrat Nazim Sahib said, okay. Now Nazim Sahib had a small diary in his pocket and he forgot to take that out. Malana Siddiq Bandwi Sahib took it for washing and he checked the pockets and he saw that diary. He opened it and he peeped it. And in some places he was risen. Every day, five times, six times, seven times. Couldn't understand. Anyway, he washed the slurry, waistcoat, dried it, brought it to Hazrat. And he said, Hazrat, please can you give me one mafi, forgive me one mistake. What mistake? He said, Hazrat, please, please forgive me first. No, you tell me what mistake first. And he said, Hazrat, this diary was inside. And I peeped into it. Huh? You never looked in there. I'm sorry, Hazrat, please forgive me, mistake. When Hazrat pulled down, he said, what is this five times, six times? And he said, 
If you promise not to tell anyone during my lifetime, then I'll tell you. I said, all right. And he said, this is the amount of Salatul Tasbih I read every day. Sometimes five, sometimes six, sometimes seven. Salatul Tasbih, we can't even read it once in a year, one, not even once a barat. And he's reading five, six, seven times Salatul Tasbih every day throughout his life. Such a pious personality. Khamosh, Tabiyat. He used to go out anywhere. Madrasa home, Madrasa home, Madrasa home. That's it. He was on his deathbed. He called over Sheikh Yunus Sahab and Mufti Muzaffar Sahab, who were both his very close attendants. And he asked them that, Wali Yunus, can someone say that, Alhamdulillah, throughout my life, I've never committed a major sin? And Shaykh Yunus Sahib said, Huh? Can you say that? Arif Ibn Abdul Jamaran said, Or Fulan said, Or Fulan said, Or Fulan said, Shaykh Yunus Sahib said, Shaykh Yunus Sahib said, Fulan, Fulan, Fulan said, Now, Hazrat Nazim Sahib got into a bit of mashashat and he said, So then I said, Alhamdulillah, I have never been committed to my life. Throughout my whole life, I have never committed a major sin. Shaykh Yunus Sahib said, Major Hazrat might not have committed a minor sin as well. Sagira bhi nahi Now, such pious people, there's no hisab kitab for them. Everything is on the right side scale. Amal nama, good deeds. Nothing on the other side. These will be among the 70,000. Sabaroon alfan. Yadkhuloon al jannata bi ghayri hisabin wa la azab. Humul ladheena la yarukhoon wa la yastarkhoon. ولا يتطيرون ولا يكتبون وهم على ربهم يتوكلون 70,000 So Ibn Kasir says one scale everybody will be waiting and Amal will be waiting a question arises then why did Allah not say الميزان القسطة why did Allah say الموازين القسطة number one to show the greatness and the, the, the large size of the way, of the scale. Because Ibn Shaheen, narrated from Ibn Abbas, who said, mizan dunya. One scale, one side of the scale is so big that it has the space to encompass the whole east to south in it, the whole world in it. In another riwayat, Abu Qasim al-Lalkai narrates from Salman Farsi, The scale will be placed and it will have two sides, two scales. And one is so big that if the seven heavens and the earth were to put in that scale, there would be space for it. So, Aman will be waiting there because it's huge, it's gigantic. That's why Al Mawazin is brought as plural. Number two, because Aman will be plenty. Namaz, Roza, Zakat, Hajj, Amr bin Maru, Nayan, Katilawad, Zikrullah. That's why Al Mawazin is brought plural. Number three, because many, many people's Aman will be waiting. That's why Al-Mawazin is brought plural. Al-Qista li-yawmi al-Qiyamah. Al-Qista li-zawati al-Qisti or li-ajli al-Qisti. 
لیوم القیامہ لحساب یوم القیامہ فی یوم القیامہ اندھن there is a discussion about all a'mal being weighed or not Imam Bukhari's opinion seems to be that all a'mal will be weighed will iman be weighed as well number one Imam Bukhari is of the opinion yes iman will also be weighed and he brings the dalil hadith al-bitaq a person will come 99 files of sins every file as far as the eyes can see so big that every file is stretching and spreading out as far as the eyes can see and these files are with bad deeds sins and he's doomed they're going to jahannam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call him over and allah will ask him do you have any good deed and he will say no i don't have it and allah will say no why not you have one deed with us and today there will be no zulm on you no injustice with you take this paper and put it on the right side of the scales and he will say ya rabbi ma hadhihi albitaqa ma tilka sijillat what weight does this paper have in front of all those files Allah will say, Uhdur wasdak, go. Go to where the wasan is taking place, where it's being weighed, and place it there. So he will go, and he will place that bitaqa on the right side of the scale. And, فَاسْتَقُولَتِ الْبِتَاقَ وَقَاشَتِ السِّجِلْدَاتِ This paper will outweigh, and the files will fly in the air, because of the weight of this. And in that piece of paper, there will be kalmai shahadat. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله. Now you might ask that kalma is weighed over here. Everybody has kalma, so is that going to be with everyone? Nah, special cases. There are special exceptions. حضرت قاری طیب صاحب رحمۃ اللہ علیہ وسلم سے یہ مراحم خسروانہ کے قبیل سے This Nawab Saab in Lakhnau invited the Raja, the king, to his house. Now the Nawab's house was large as well, lots of attendants. And the Nawab's young son, young boy, was playing in the grounds. So when the Raja, the king, arrived, he saw the boy playing. He approached the boy and he twisted his ear just to check him out. And the boy was also Nawab's son. So he gave him a big swear. And the Nawab started shaking. Raja Margal is going to kill me. And Raja said, no, 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 no. He said, his reaction was the original reaction. That was the natural reaction. 
I hurt him and that's why he let out that reaction. He's not scared of the Raja, he's not afraid of anyone. And he said, we're going to take him over. We're going to put him under special care and give him special education because we will use his bravery for our benefit. So he made special arrangements for the teaching and he, he spent money on him from his own pocket. And this money and spending was named Wazifa e Dushnam. The Wazifa and the spending, expenditure of the abuse and the insult, the swear. Now Karita Ayyub Sahib says, Raja was in a mood at that time. That's why he overlooked that swearing. He forgave and he, he gave lots and he spent money on that young boy. Now, if someone else wants to go to the Raja and swear at him, is he going to give him that wazifa? Of course not. So these are moments of exceptions. In the court of Allah as well, there are moments of exceptions, istisna'at. Now, what is this istisna? Hakim Tirmizi Rahmatullah says that this is Hasanatul Iman which comes out from the heart of a kafir at the time of his death. Then because he embraced Islam right at the last moment, then this kalma wiped out all his kufr and shirk and sin of the whole life. Number two, Imam Bukhari was of the opinion that this is the kalma which comes out at the time of death, even kafir or a mu'min, both included in there. So if a mu'min declared kalma la ilaha illallah at the time of his death, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all his sins of his life. This is why we should try and do talqeen of a person who is dying by reciting close to his ear softly, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. So he can also join us and say it. Don't order him, hey, Kalmukarni. Otherwise, he's going to be in a angry as a no, I'm not praying it. So you just recite this slowly. So he feels like reciting and he also recites Kalma. He goes from here with Kalma. Number three, Allah Ibn Taymiyyah Rahmatullah said, This Kalma is that which came out from a person's lips during his lifetime with utmost ikhlas, sincerity, khushu, and concentration. Normally we do zikr la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, but our mind is drifting away here and there. But sometimes, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. Now we don't know which one was with total concentration and ikhlas and sincerity. Allah ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullah said, this person was very sinful. But throughout his life, he said this kalma with so much sincerity that Allah loved that. And because of that one kalma, Allah overlooked and forgave all his sins. This is why, my dear brothers and sisters, we have to understand the value of zikrullah. Zikrullah, zikrullah. Zikrullah is very important. Very important. Let me say a few things about zikrullah. Just kalma tayyiba la Jaddidu imanakum. Ali says Revive, refresh your iman. How can we revive and refresh our iman? Say it frequently, say it frequently. 
ان الروايات اكثر من قول لا اله الا الله قبل ان يحال بينكم وبينها say la ilaha illallah as much as possible before a barrier forms in between you and the kalma sahaba asked what is the barrier ya rasulullah and he said al-maut death because after you die you can't say la ilaha illallah you have to say it before you die the maut is the barrier from saying la ilaha illallah in one hadith nabi pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam said ila amilta sayyatan fa'dhbiha hasanah if you were to commit a sin follow it by some good deed tamhuha this good deed will wipe out that bad deed abu zar ghifari radiyallahu anhu asked amin al hasanat la ilaha illallah is la ilaha illallah included among the hasanat if i was to just say la ilaha illallah and he replied e hiya afdalul hasanat of course la ilaha illallah is the best hasana say This is why al-Iman bid'un wa sabluna shu'bah fa'awla' fa'alaha qawlu la ilaha illallah. What is bid'un wa sabluna shu'bah? What has 70 plus branches? Al-Iman. Right? That means the person who is saying kalma is mu'min from before. This la ilaha illallah is not the one which kafir says, is the one which a mu'min says. Al-Iman bid'un wa sabluna shu'bah fa'alaha qawlu la ilaha illallah. the highest and the loftiest branch is saying la ilaha illallah so you can go into the virtues of la ilaha illallah this is uh, this is the kalma according to allama ibn taymiyah which that person has said with utmost ikhlas sincerity concentration allah loved it so much that he forgave and overlooked all those 99 huge massive files of his middis allah said go i'm going to jannah go to jannah nobody can ask Allah why did you do this we will be asked we can't ask Allah so there are so many abhas over there then what will be weighed how will the weighing be done three opinions number one nafsi a'mal will be weighed each and every deed will be weighed nafsi a'mal Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi was of this opinion Ibn Hajar Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi alayhi were of this opinion your a'mal will be given some forms and they will come with those forms and they will be weighed in the scales number 2 Ibn Furaq Imam Al-Haramayn Abu Al-Abbas Al-Qurtubi Abu Abdullah Al-Qurtubi used to say sahaif al-a'mal will be weighed like in the hadith al-bitaqah the files they will be weighed a'mal nama will be weighed and number three baghavi sahibu masabihi sunnah and sharhi sunnah used to say sahibi amal will be weighed the person who did those a'mal he himself will be put in the scales and they bring the athar of ibn mas'ud لرجل عبد الله في الميزان أسقل من جبل أحد. أول أستاذ مهترم أزرد مولانا إسلام الحسن رحمة الله عليه used to say that it is possible that all three cases takes place for some people نفسي عمل is weight for others high are weight and some people's عمل will be so beautiful Allah will put them 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 themselves in the scale. And this is because of the hadith, لَرِجُلُ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ 
He said sometimes someone's eyes. He had the opportunity to stare at the opposite gender, but he controlled his eyes at the you know critical moment. He looked down. He turned his face away. Tawbah, tawbah, astaghfirullah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. I shouldn't be watching this. Allah subhanahu wa taala loved that momentarily you know action of his that so much Allah will put his eyes in the skins. So you know this is very important. And looking down is for both men and women. For both, men should not stare at the opposite gender. Women should not stare at the opposite gender. You might have read today in the news, in London Underground, the police have said, that if they catch someone staring at a woman, then he will be prosecuted. Now, how are they going to define the stare? Well, everybody looks at one another. They'll have to put some, you know, draw a line. What is staring, what is not staring. But to put all that on one side, Quran, uh, Quran and our Sharia, it's so beautiful, say that you should not even look at the opposite gender, let alone stare if opposite appears before you just look down turn your face away that is taqwa that is piety it's not only in the quran it's in the bible as well bible talks about the seven deadly sins and one of them is the sin of the eye seven deadly destructive sins the sin of the eye so sahibi amal and then the dalil for the first opinion of bukhari is what bukhari brings for what did Imam Bukhari say? Which hadith did you bring over here? Kalimatani habibatani ilal Rahman, khafifatani ala lisan, saqilatani fil mizan. Meaning these two sentences will be weighty in the scales. They will be weighty themselves. They will be weighty. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, Subhanallah al-Azim. Itself will be weighty in the scale. Don't need the book to be weighed. Don't need the person's tongue to be weighed. The amal itself will be reproduced and it will be weighed in the scales on the day. Number two, the hadith which says, أَثْقَلُ شَيْءٍ يُوضَعُ فِي مِيزَانِ الْعَبْدِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ حُسْنُ الْخُلُقِ حُسْنُ الْخُلُقِ Good behavior, good manners, adab, will be the weightiest in the scale on the day of Qiyam. Always have impeccable behavior. Be on your best behavior. Be humble, be nice, be generous, be kind. Don't be arrogant. Don't be stubborn. Don't be proud. Don't be haughty. Don't show off. These are all bad akhlaq, bad habits. If you have good akhlaq, then the most weight on your mizan will be of your good akhlaq. The way you behaved with people, the way you interacted with others, with your teachers, with your peers, with your parents, grandparents, with everyone around you. Your behavior is something will be very weighty in the scales on the day of Qiyam. This means that the a'mal themselves will be weighty. And other delight as well. We will leave the other discussions 
ابن عباس ہے ان الاعمال تتجسد اعمال will be given some body form and they will be raised شبِ برات is around the corner you must have heard the story of توبہ of مالك الدينار رحمة الله عليه مالك بن دينار رحمة الله عليه مونغي تابعين 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 and in his early life he was not on track sometimes he used to drink as well now he was a nice person soft hearted used to pray namaz and everything as well but this bad habit some people do fall into bad company take drugs alcohol wine sometimes some people have too much dosh they don't know what to do with it they go off track may Allah protect us may Allah keep us on track Malik bin Dina Rahmatullahi had some bad habit. He says that Allah gave me a daughter. And as she was growing up, I was very fond of her. I loved her. She started crawling and then she started walking and running. I used to play around with her. However, something happened and she suddenly died. I was very sad. I don't know, in a depressive state. He says that it was the 15th night of Shaban. And I came home. I didn't even pray my Isha namaz. I missed it. And uh, I felt like drinking. I just had a bit of drink. And I fell asleep. And I saw a nightmare. I saw in the dream that Maidan al-Hashar has taken place. People are coming out of their graves and they are heading towards Maidan al-Hashar, place of resurrection. So the place of resurrection, wherever it is, whether it's Baitul Maqdis or Maidan al-Arafat or that Middle East area, if we're buried in Birmingham, we have to walk into there. No aeroplanes, no cars. We have to get there in Maidan al-Hashar. If you're pious, you'll be given beautiful prides in the hadith of hadith. Sayyiduna Ali, يَوْمَ نَحْشُرُ الْمُتَّقِينَ إِلَى الرَّحْمَانِ وَفْدَى نَسُوقُ الْمُجْرِمِينَ إِلَى جَهَنَّمَ وِرْدَى Read the tafsir there. So he said, everybody's coming out of their graves and rushing towards the place of resurrection. And he says, I am also walking, people are in their own world. Suddenly I hear some rumbling noise behind me. I look back. And it's a huge, massive snake serpent. And it's slithering towards me. And I started running frantically. And it's coming behind me. I run, I run, I run, I'm sweating. And I see this old man in white clothes. I ask him, Chacha, can you please help me? This snake is going to kill me. I'm sorry, I'm very weak. I can't help you. So he said, I see a hill. And I climb over that hill. And I come to the edge of it. On the other side is Jahannam. The fire is raging. I was so terrified of that snake that I was about to jump into the fire. But then I don't know, this thought came to my mind and just turned around and I came back down. I came back down, running, running, and the snake also turned around behind me. I see that old man again. I said, please help me. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'm really weak. But go on that hill. There are some amanats and deposits over there. Perhaps you might have some amanat there and that will help you. 
So I ran on that hill, and there was a very beautiful palace mansion, and uh, an announced uh, someone called out, Malaika, angels called out, open the gate, open the gate, there is a man who is very scared, who is running up here, he might have some amanat over here which could help him. So he said the gates were open, and small, small children uh, rushed out and they came out, and among those children was my daughter who had died. And she looked at me, and she rushed towards me, she grabbed hold of my hand, and she made me sit on some high place, and then she sat in my lap. Meanwhile, the snake came very close, and she stretched her hand out, and said, go away from here. And the snake went back. Now she was sitting in my lap, and she started stroking my beard. And she recited, Alam ya'ni lilladheena amanuhu an akhsha'a kulubuhum lirikrillah wa ma nasa min al-haqq wa la yakoonu kalladheena uudu al-kitaba min qabl fatala alayhimu al-amadu faqasat kulubuhum wa kathirum minhum fasiqoon Alam ya'ni lilladheena amanuhu an takhsha'a kulubuhum lirikrillah Has the time not yet come for the believers that their hearts should humble for the dhikr of Allah and for the haqq which Allah has sent down. And I said, Beda, you read Quran Sharif? And she said, yes. All these children who come over here, we have classes, we learn Quran Sharif, we become hafiz. Wow, mashallah. And then he says, I asked her, Beda, what was all this I was seeing? And she explained, you know, Abba, that snake, that's your sins, your bad deeds. You've made them so strong that they are pushing you towards Jahannam. They are very nearly going to throw you into Jahannam. And you know that old man with white clothes, that's your good deeds. You've made them so weak that they have not got the strength to help you in the hour of need. The only help they could offer you is that they guided you towards this hill and this mansion. So Abba, when are you going to do Tawbah? Do Tawbah, please. Give away and give up this life of sin. Hazrat Malik bin Dinar said, I woke up, I immediately did Tawbah, I had Ghusl, I washed myself, I prayed my namaz, I did Tawbah istighfar from that day on. I threw everything away and I never back, went back to that alcohol intoxicant that way of life. And he, you know, he, was, he, he went to study Hadith, his name is in the books of Hadith. He became one of the scholars of Hadith. And also he was a great saint, saintly person among the greatest awliya of Allah. Imagine his tawbah was so strong, so strong, so strong that he helped others to do their tawbah. It's narrated in Kitab al-Tawwabin by Ibn Qudama al-Hanbali that once Malik bin Dinar rahmatullahi alayhi was in his house and he was performing his tahajjud at night. A burglar forced his way into his house. Malik bin Dinar noticed him. The burglar went around, but he couldn't find anything in the house. So Malik bin Dinar called him, Oh, bhai, you came here to take something. You shouldn't go without taking something. Please come here. He said, no, no, forgive me. I didn't know this is your house. No, 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 but you came here. You have to take something. Okay, Hazrat, whatever you say. There's water over there. Go and do zoo. And come here and pray to work as a tawbah that you never steal again. And you will stop all this bad life of yours. He said, okay, if you see so, Hazrat. He went, he did wudu, came back, and he prayed to Now Hazrat Malik bin Dinar is sitting there, 
focusing tawajju on him making dua Allah I did what I could the rest is in your hands give him the ability to do tawbah make him strong on his tawbah give him the tawfiq to repent wholeheartedly sincerely now this is the benefit of sahabatul salihin mashayikh mashayikh tawajju duas your shaykh his tawajju will benefit you his duas will benefit you so he prayed two rakats and then he said hazrat i really enjoyed those two rakats can i pray more no problem you can pray as many as you want and he prayed tahajjud nicely focused hazrat malik bin dinar stood up to get some suhoor he was keeping rosa fasting so the thief said hazrat can i also do sahri with you i want to keep rosa no problem join in and they did suhoor together <coughs> hazrat fajr so can i come with you for fajr no problem they prayed fajr after the azkar he also did a little bit of zikr came in back hazrat can i stay with you for a few days please no problem you can stay as many days as you want so he stayed a few days in the company of malik bin dinar praying all five daily namazes tahajjud ishraq chash nawafil zikr azkar tilawat keeping nafil roza fasting after a few days he thought to himself yeah i'm being a burden on malik bin dinar i should go now so he said hazrat can i have permission to leave now no problem but make promise me that you won't go back to your home no problem finish full stop no more bad deeds he went at mashallah he was strong on his tawbah one day he was going to the market to buy something and one of his old mates saw him and he greeted him oh bhai kya hal hai yaar tu nahi purani now you know if you're in that circle always looking around which house is empty <laughs> facebook profile who's gone on holidays turkey go and burgle the house don't put all this on your profile facebook burgle study your facebook account ah really cases have happened still everything so he said you know anybody gone out any house to burgle from chori karne ki koi jagah hai ki nahi and he replied bhai gone are those days those days i don't steal from anyone now and what happened मैं मालिक बिन दीनार के घर में चोरी करने गया उसने मेरा दिल चुरा लिया आई वेंट टू स्टील फ्रॉम द हाउस ऑफ मालिक बिन दीनार एंड ही स्टोल माई हार्ट आई गिवन अप आई रिपेंटेड एंड स्ट्रॉन्ग ऑन माई रिपेंटेंस यू सी वेन यू रिपेंट होल हार्ट एटली स्ट्रॉन्गली अल्लाह यूज यू एंड थ्रू यू अल्लाह गाइज अदर पीपल्स सो वॉट डू वी अंडरस्टैंड फ्रॉम दोरी ऑफ Malik bin Dinar rahmatullahi that amal will be given certain form and they will be weighing the scales and this form is mentioned in you know in the zakat hadith mustala lahu yawm alqiyamati shuja'an aqra' lahu zabibatan thumma ya'khudhu bi lahzimatayhi thumma yaqulu ana ma'aluka ana kazibuka and other forms as well we will not go into detail in them anyway finishing of the hadith i might have exceeded my limits لغوی تحقیق لوگو انٹو دے حدیث فائنلی نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سیڈ ٹو سینٹنسز ٹو سٹیٹمنٹس ایکسٹریملی بلوویڈ ٹو دی کمپیشنٹ ون دی موسٹ مرسیفل ون ویری لائٹ آن دی ٹنگ یٹ ویری ہیوی ان دی سکیلز حبیبتانی الرحمن 
That means Allah also loves. Allah also loves certain things which Allah loves, certain people whom Allah loves. Quran says, Allah loves them and they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this love is not from our side only, it's from Allah's side as well. Right? In fact, Sufiya Kiram say that love starts from Allah's side first. When Allah loves someone, he instills his love into the heart of that person, then that person begins to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we have the hadith. Inna Allah ta'ala ila ahabba abdan nada jibreel. Inna Allah ta'ala yuhibbu fulan fa ahibbahu. Fayuhibbuhu jibreel. Thumma yunadi fi ahli sama. Inna Allah ta'ala yuhibbu fulan fa ahibbuhu. Fayuhibbuhu ahli sama. When Allah loves someone, He calls Jibreel, Oh Jibreel, I love so and so person, you love him as well. So Jibreel begins to love him. And then Jibreel announces in the heavens to the Malaika, Allah loves so and so person, Oh people of the heavens, you should love him as well. And all the Malaika of the heavens begin to love that person. And then, acceptance, kabooliyat, maqbooliyat is placed for him on the face of the earth and people also begin to love him. This is the love which comes from Allah. The love for good deeds, for good people. The ruhani love, the spiritual love. This is something different from the name and fame which others, Fussaq and Fujjar and Kuffar might get. That's not what is meant over here. That is based on whatever reasons. This is the heavenly love, the spiritual love, the spiritual ruhani muhabbat which comes from above. So these two sentences, Allah loves them. And if you utter these two sentences, Allah will love you as well. Sheikh Yunus Sahib once mentioned in his Dars Khatme Bukhari Sharif, Ibn Hubayra, a great muhaddis who wrote this kitab about hadith, nine volumes. Hazrat said, Ibn Hubayra said, that there is a hadith which says that whoever reads Subhanallah al-Azim wa bihamdihi hundred times a day, Allah will cleanse and wash away and clean his heart and purify it and wash away all the sins even if they were equivalent to the froth of the ocean. Now Ibn Hubayra writes, this is because tasbih means tanzih. Tasbih means tanzih, glorifying. Mentioning that Allah is pure, Allah is holy, Allah is pure, Allah is free from all defects, Allah is free from all weaknesses, all blemishes, Allah is pure and pure, negating any weakness, weaknesses from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what tasbih means. So when you glorified Allah, when you said that Allah is pure, Allah is holy, because of that tasbih, Allah purified you as well. This is the benefit of tasbih. This is why Habibatani Rahman. Allah loves tasbih a lot. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Most beloved sentences to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So, Habibatani in Abrahman, Hafifatani on the Nisan, very light on the tongue. It's not a long waziva that you have to read. Someone once mentioned to Hadrat Maulana Bilal Sahab that you know for this, someone said me this amal that you have to read this surah this many times, this surah this many times, this surah this many times, and then this, and then this, and then that. And Maulana Bilal Sahab said, This is like reading the whole Quran. Who's going to read all that wazifa? So these long wazifas are really hard. You might read them for a day or two. Then you can't. You can't keep up with it. Very light on the tongue. It doesn't take more than 10 seconds. And You might have thought that it's very light on the tongue so it won't have any weight in it. Prophet said, no, 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 no. They are very weighty in the scales. They have a lot of weight in the scales. Very weighty in the scales. Heavy, very heavy in the scales. And they are subhan. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanallah azim. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanallah azim. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanallah azim. Subhan is masdar. Mafule mutlaq. Of usabbihu. Usabbihu subhanallah. I am glorifying with the glorification of Allah. Oh Allah, I am glorifying. Hallowed be to you. And wabihamdihi, hamd means praise. Yani mutalabbisan bihamdihi. Oh Allah, I glorify you along with your praise. Why do we have to combine them both? Because there are two things. Number one, if someone tries to criticize Mufti Adam Sahib, Mufti Javed Sahib. And I say, no way. Mufti Adam Sahib is not like that. Mufti Javed Sahib is not like that. No, you're wrong. He would never say that. You are defending Mufti Adam Sahib. You are defending Mufti Javed Sahib. You're saying that they're not like that. This is wrong statement. This is purifying them, cleaning them from the accusation which was hurled at them. And then you say, Mufti, um, Adam Saab reads Quran very nice. He's a very humble person. He's a very nice man. He's a very good teacher. Mufti Javed Saab <coughs> reads not very nicely. He's got a very good voice. This is praise. So glorifying, purifying, cleaning, defending is one thing. Praising, tahmeed, madah is another thing. In the court of Allah, we have to do both. We have to say, defend Allah. People say, Allah has a son. If someone says Allah has a son, what do we say? Subhanallah. Quran said it. وَقَالُوا اتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ وَلَدًا سُبْحَانَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ كُلُّ لَهُ قَانِتُونَ Hazrat Ganguji said, وَقَالُوا اتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ وَلَدًا is a statement. And the answer, Subhanahu is the reply. So between the statement and the reply, there should be something in there like Qulu Subhanahu. They said that Allah has a son. You should say Subhanahu. That is how the kalam should be. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not say Qulu lahu in the middle. You say to him because this statement is so absurd that as soon as someone says Ittakhad Allah walada, you should immediately utter Subhanahu. He is the owner of the heavens and the earth. Why does he need a son and a child for? 
in other places as well ya ahlul kitab la taghlu fi dinikum wala taqulu ala allah illa alhaq inma almasihu isa ibn maryam rasulullah wa karimatuhu alqaha ila maryam wa ruhun minhu faaminu billahi wa rusuli wala taqulu thalatha intahu khairan lakum inma allah ilahu wahid and then subhanahu an yakuna lahu walad lahu ma fi samawati wa ma fi ardh wa kafa billahi wakila allah hates it when someone says allah has a son this is weakness on the part of Allah. Who needs a son? Who is scared that in his old age, who will do his khidmat? Who is scared that when I die, who will inherit me? That person needs a son. Allah is not going to get old. Allah is not going to die. Why would he need a son for? He sees all the whole heavens and the earth. Everything belongs to him. He doesn't need a child. This is why Subhan means protecting, defending Allah against all blemishes, weaknesses. People will say to you, well, if God is there, then why does he, why does he allow this and that? Why is there evil on the world? objection. It's not a dalil. It's not a proof. This statement that if God is there, then why is evil? It's not a dalil. It's an objection on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't want to take objections into contrition. Give some proof for denial of Allah, for, for rejection of Allah's existence. You don't have any proof for it. You make these absurd statements. We have proof that Allah exists. Allah is there. You know, we, we can give the light on the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the way to talk about objecting. So, whenever someone says something bad about Allah, you should immediately say, subhanallah. Subhanallah, Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun, Wa Salamun Ala Al-Mursaleen, Wa Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Fa Subhanallahi Heena Tumisuna Wa Heena Tusbihun, Wa Lahu Alhamdu Bil Samawati Wal Ardi Wa Ashiyan Wa Heena Tuzhirun. So Tasbih is necessary, finishing off now, after Namur Ansab, and Wa Bihamdihi, Ayyub praised Allah as well. At-Tuhuru Shatrul Iman, Wa Alhamdulillahi Tamlahu Al-Mizan, Wa Subhanallahi Wa Alhamdulillahi Tamlaani Ma Bain Al-Samawati Wa Alhamdulillah, It has so much nur that it can fill your scale. If you say Alhamdulillah from the bottom of your heart, not just lip service, Alhamdulillah. No, that's not it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Allah tera shukar. Malik tera karam. Malik tera Thank you, Allah. All praise is due for you, Allah. Everything is from you. Nothing is mine. You gave me whatever I have. You created me. You blessed me with so much. Everything is yours. Girls graduating, you should be grateful. Oh Allah, this knowledge we have acquired is your, is from you. It's your blessing. You blessed us. We thank you for making us alimas and apas. So always humble yourself in front of Allah and praise Him. This is Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Glorify Him and praise Him and Subhanallah Al-Azim and we glorify Allah who is great. Do you notice there? Tasbih is mentioned twice. Hamd is only one. Tasbih is extremely important. Defend Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Don't let anyone say anything bad about Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Have this ghayrati imaniya in you. Today, this ghayrati imaniya is fading away from our hearts. We ourselves are having that dilly-dally attitude. We are being we are, you know, lazy. If someone says, we go on YouTube and listen to all that bad stuff and we corrupt our own Iman, we so do. We have no brain. We shouldn't be watching those types of stuff. 
Why do we go? Why do we put our own iman at risk? Our iman should be strong, as strong as the Himalaya mountains. The Himalaya mountain can shake, our iman shouldn't shake. This is subhanallah subhanallah Always stay attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kitab is finished, alhamdulillah. Make short dua, inshallah. Once Sheikh Yunus was delivering khatm among some girls' madrasa, and Hazrat Rahmatullahi Alayhi gave some nasihat. Among those nasihat, Hazrat said, Practice on what you have learned throughout these years, remain steadfast, hold on to the tariq of your akabir, read biographies of the pious predecessors of sahabi yaad, tabi'i yaad, pious ladies, and try to emulate them. Hazrat also said that ghar abad rahega aapas ki mohabbat se warna talaq tak mohabbat pohun jayegi is liye shadi karo jahan bhi jao mohabbat se rehna your house will be proper home if you live with your family your husband with mohabbat and love and tawazo and humility and humbleness you have graduated if you get married you know try to lead a life of love and muhabbat and tawadu and ajizi and intisari and humbleness and your 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 relationship will remain strong otherwise you start having arguments which could lead to separation which could lead to talaq and talaq is very bad believe me talaq is really bad don't even think about divorce men control your tongues ladies control your behavior don't force your husband to give you talaq don't even think about talaq you know our elders they used to say once you get married betty ab tera janaza uske ghar se nikle ab you married now your janaza should come out of uh, his house now don't even think about coming back over here your janaza your will be from his house this is how we should be, our mentality should be that I'm getting married, marriage is serious, it's not a piece of cake, it's not a sweet, if you like it, you eat it, otherwise you throw it out. No, once you take it, it's done, you have to stay, stick to it. Sheikh Yunus Tab mentioned that once someone came to Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab and he said, I want to divorce my wife. So Hazrat Umar said, why? And he said, but I've got no feelings for her. That's what they say, I've got no feelings for him, I've got no feelings for her. And Sayyidina Umar said, Ma Not every household is based on muhabbat. There is something called commitment, loyalty, you know, integrity. You have to hold on to your commitment. Where is that commitment of yours which you made when you said, Nakahtuha wa qadultuha? So, ladies, Sheikh gave that nasihat that you know, muhabbat se rehna, tawazo se rehna, ghar tumara abad rehega. And Hazrat also said another thing, Maddiyat Parasti Se Bachana. Bachiyo Maddiyat Parasti Se Bachana. Don't fall for the material world. Material, materialism. Whole world is rampant behind materialism. Materialism. No spirituality. No spirituality in the heart. Money, money, money. Paisa, paisa, paisa. Money, money, money is so funny in a rich man's world. Don't fall for money. It's no good. Maddiyat Parasti. Develop zuhd in you, khana'at in you, contentment of the heart, abstinence from the luxuries and the pleasures of the world. You know, this will make you, you what you are. This will give you spiritual elevation. This will give you tarqi and raise you to the highest positions. 
سو حضرت شیخ یونس صاحب سے مادیت پرستی سے بچنا اور زہد اختیار کرنا حسن خلوق کو اختیار کرنا اچھے اخلاق اختیار کرنا اور آخر میں اللہ رسول کی محبت دل میں بچائے رکھنا جتنی زیادہ اللہ رسول سے محبت ہوگی اتنا ہی تمہارا ایمان بھی کامل ہوگا اللہ پاک مجھے بھی کہے سنے پر عمل کی توفیق دے آپ کو بھی نام سے راضی ہو گیا اوکے سلامتی ہے سب کے سامنے آپ کا حکم ہو تو کرا لیں لیکن جن کا ارادہ ہے ان کو بہتر Our Hazrat used to sometimes send me to Madinah room in the ladies' jalsa to take bayat on behalf of Hazrat. And um, this bayat is in the Quran Sharif, inna alladheena yubayi'una ka inna ma yubayi'una Allah. And in Surah Al-Muntahina, Ya ayyuhal nabiyyu, idha jaaka al-mu'minatu, yubayi'unaka, ala alla yushirkna billahi shay'an, wala yasriqna, wala yazneena, wala yakhtulna awladahunna, ولا يأتين ببهتان يفترينه بين أيديهن وارجلهن ولا يعصينك في معروف فبايعهن واستغفر لهن الله إن الله غفور رحيم. so بيعت أدر مولانا عبد الحفيظ مكي رحمة الله عليه said على الأقل بيعت is مستحب if not سنة. others have said بيعت is سنة in itself and then إصلاح النفس is فرض How you do your islah nafs is up to you, but islah nafs is farth, and bayat is alal aqal least sunnah, sorry, mustahab, if not sunnah. It's not wajib, it's not faraz, but the shari'i hukum is, it's mustahab, and many have classed it as sunnah, because Nabi Pakistan regularly took bayat from the sahaba, not only on jihad in sabilillah, but also in other matters as well, for practicing as well. And when you get bayat, it helps you. It keeps you, you know, strong, connected. It's a bond between you and your shaykh and the silsila. And then when you practice on the ma'amulat, which are given, then you slowly, slowly gain spiritual progress to the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the du'as of your shaykh, assistance of your shaykh. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to practice. I've been given ijazat to take bayat from Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadiz, Mawlana Muhammad Yusuf Mutala sahab, Allah Allah and from Shaykh Yunus sahab. And from Hazrat Peer Sahib, Hazrat Peer Talha Sahib, and from Peer Azizul Rahman Sahib, and from Hazrat Maulana Hashim Sahib. So these five Mashaikh, may Allah um, forgive the Marhumeen and elevate their ranks in Jannah. May Allah give Shifa to Hazrat Maulana Hashim Sahib. They gave me Jazat and it's theirs. I'm nothing, I'm in the middle. Allah forgive me, I'm a sinful person. Allah spread their views around the world. Whoever wants to get Bayat is sincere about it had this intention can share the kalimat with me um, if not just do the tawbah and then at the end leave the bayat kalimat so I'm going to say that I uh, read some khutbah as our husband used to read and then say the kalimat of bayat those who are serious for getting bayat get bayat and then contact Mawlana Adam sahab and give him the ma'amulat and he will whatsapp you the ma'amulat inshallah you can practice on the ma'amulat inshallah 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين يبايعونك إنما يبايعون الله يد الله فوق أيديهم فمن نكث فإنما ينكث على نفسه ومن أوفى بما عاهد عليه الله فسيؤتيه أجرا عظيما سي لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله There is none worthy of worship besides Allah and Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his true prophet I believe in Allah and in his angels and in his books and in his messengers and in the last and final day and in taqdeer whether good or bad is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I repent to Allah from kufr shirk from abandoning salah from not giving zakah from not fasting from fornication and adultery from stealing from backbiting from slandering and accusing from taking other people's properties without due right and from all sins and I make a pledge that inshallah I will not sin and if I make a mistake I will repent immediately oh Allah accept my tawbah oh Allah accept my tawbah oh Allah accept my tawbah oh Allah Give me the tawfiq to follow in the footsteps of your beloved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the pious servants. O oh Allah, join me with your righteous slaves on the day of Qiyamah and keep me strong and steadfast on Sirati Mustaqeem. I give my bay'ah upon the hand of Abdul Rahim to all the mashayikh of the silsilah. May Allah make this barakati and blessing for me, myself, and for all of you. May Allah accept. May Allah be pleased with us. Dua karna. Durushari parna. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu. Wa laka shukru kulluhu. ولك الملك كله بيدك الخير كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل وسلم وبارك 
على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي نبي الرحمة كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى كلما ذكره الذاكرون وكلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير جزا الله عنا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو أهله اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وقنا عذاب القبر وقنا عذاب الفقر وقنا عذاب الحشر وقنا عذاب الدين واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع المتقين والأمرار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا وارزقنا واسترنا واجبرنا واهدنا وارفعنا إنا لما أنزلت إلينا من خير الفقراء اللهم اغفر لجميع أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم استر واجبر واحفظ وهدي أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم أصلح أحوال أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع المتقين مع الإيمان اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين وجعلنا من الفائزين المهديين يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك ويا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا إلى طاعتك اللهم إنا نسألك إيمانا لا يرتد ونعيما لا ينفد وقرة عين لا تنقطع ومرافقة نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في أعلى درجة الجنة جنة الخلد يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعفة والأمانة وحسن الخلق والرضا بالقضاء وبرد العيش بعد الموت ولذة النظر إلى وجهك والشوق إلى في غير ضراء مضرة ولا فتنة ظلة اللهم إنا نسألك عيشة نقية وميتة سبية ومردا غير مخز ولا فاضح اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في ديننا ودنيانا وأهالينا وأموالنا وأولادنا اللهم إنا نسألك الدوام العافية ونسألك التمام العافية ونسألك الشكر على العافية ونسألك الغنى عن الناس اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحبك
وحب من ينفعنا حبه عندك وحب عمل يقربنا إلى حبك اللهم اجعل حبك أحب الأشياء إلينا واجعل خشيتك أخوف الأشياء عندنا واقطع عنا حاجات الدنيا بالشوق إلى لقائك وإذا أقررت أعين أهل الدنيا من دنياهم فأقرر أعيننا من عبادتك يا رب العالمين يا رحمة يا أكرم الأكرمين يا أجود الأجودين يا راحم المساكين يا ناصر المستضعفين يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا سند لا سند له يا ذخر من لا ذخر له يا حرز المعفى يا كنز الفقراء يا عظيم الرجاء يا منقذ الهلكاء يا منجي الغرقاء يا محسن يا مجبن يا منعم يا مفضل يا جبار يا منير أنت الذي سجد لك سواد الليل وضوء النهار وشعاع الشمس ونور القمر وخفيق الشجر وذبي الماء أنت الله لا إله إلا أنت الرب وحدك لا شريك لك نستغفرك ونتوب إليك نستغفرك ونتوب إليك نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ونسألك أن تصلي وتسلم وتبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبك ندرأ في نحول الأعداء والجبابرة يا رحمة اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم اللهم استر عوراتنا وآمن روعاتنا اللهم استر عوراتنا وآمن روعاتنا اللهم احفظنا فإنك خير الحافظين اللهم استرنا فإنك خير الساترين اللهم انصرنا فإنك خير الناصرين اللهم ارزقنا فإنك خير الرازقين يا أرحم الراحمين محاذر من فضل وكرم سيام سبك مغفرة فرماتيني يا الله بيشك هم بغض بني قاله بغض خطاب قاله سيام جیسے بھی ہیں آپ کے بچے ہیں آپ کے حبیب صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی امتی ہیں ان کی لاج رکھتے ہوئے ہم سب کی مغفرہ فرما دیئے اللہ ہمارے اگلے بشتے صغیرہ کبیرہ سارے گناہوں کی بخشیش فرما دیئے پروردگار عالم اس وقت بخاری شریف کا ختم ہوا ہے امام بخاری رحمت اللہ علیہ بڑے زبردست انسان تھے مستجاب الدعوات تھے آپ ان کی نوائیں سن لیتے تھے آپ کی اس صحیح بخاری شریف کی برکت سے ہماری دع یہاں بہت سے نیک بندے آپ کے آئے ہوئے ہیں یا اللہ دعا کی قبولیت کی امید پر آئے ہیں کہ بخاری شریف کی ختم میں دعا قبول ہوتی ہے بہت سے کی جائز حاجتیں ہیں بہت سے کی اللہ پریشانیاں ہیں یا اللہ صاحب کی تمام حاجات کو اپنے خزانے غیب سے پورا فرمائیے سب کی تمام پریشانیوں کا خاتمہ فرمائیے سب کی تمام مشکلات کو آسان فرمائیے بخاری شریف کا ختم ہوا ہے یا اللہ جن بچیوں نے ختم کیا ہے ان کی محنت کو قبول فرمائیے ان کو اللہ علم نافع عمل صالح رزق واسع اور اپنے اپنے وقت پر حسن خاتمہ نصیب فرمائیے اللہ استاد صاحب کو اور تمام اسادیزہ اور استانیوں کو یا اللہ ان کی تعلیم اور تنبیت کا بہترین بدلہ نصیب فرمائیے دنیا میں بھی عطا فرمائیے آخرت میں بھی عطا فرمائیے اساتذہ کرام کے علوم سے فیوض سے ان طالبات کو اور طلبہ کو خوب خوب مستفید فرمائیے یا اللہ یہاں پر جتنے بھی اس طرح مدرسے ہیں یا اللہ سب کو قبول فرمائیے سب کی حفاظت فرمائیے اور سب کی خدمات کو قبول فرمائیے یا اللہ ہمارے نوجوان نسلوں کے دین اور ایمان کی حفاظت فرمائیے تقوی اور تہارت اور پریزگاری والی زندگی نصیب فرمائیے یا اللہ فسق اور فجور سے بچائیے کفر اور شرک سے بچائیے ارتداد سے بچائیے یا اللہ راہ راست پر چلنے کی توفیق نصیب فرمائیے یا اللہ ہمارے حال پر رحم فرمائیے پوری امت کے حال پر رحم فرمائیے 
فرمائیے امت کی جملہ ضرورتوں کو خزانے غیب سے پورا فرمائیے پوری امت کو دنیا اور آخرت کی ہر خیر عطا فرمائیے ہر شر سے بچائیے جہاں کہیں مسلمان بچارے مظلوم ہیں مظلومیت سے نجات عطا فرمائیے بیمار ہیں ان کو شفا عطا فرمائیے مقروض ہیں ان کو قرض سے چھٹکارہ نصیب فرمائیے جن کے ہاں اولاد نہیں ایک صالح اولاد عطا فرمائیے جن کے گھروں میں جھگڑے ہیں ختم کر کے آپس میں محبتیں عطا فرمائیے جن کی اولاد نافرمان باغی تاغی ہو گئی گھر سے بھاگ گئی ہے ان کو ہدایت نصیب فرمائیے واپس اپنے ماں باپ کے پاس لے آئیے ماں باپ کی خدمت کرنے قدر کرنے دعائیں لینے کی توفیق نصیب فرمائیے امت کی جملہ ضرورتوں کو خزانے غیب سے پورا فرمائیے عالم اس مسجد کی حفاظت فرمائیے اس کی انتظامیہ کمیٹی کی حفاظت فرمائیے اللہ کمیونٹی کی حفاظت فرمائیے یہاں پر جو بھی اعمال اشغال معمولات مدرسہ بیانات وغیرہ یا اللہ ہوتے ہیں ان سب کو قبولیت سے نوازیے مفتی آدم صاحب کی محنت کو بھی قبول فرمائیے امام صاحب کی محنت کو بھی قبول فرمائیے اور یا اللہ ان کی محنتوں کو مسمر سمرات بنائیے اور جوانوں کے دین اور ایمان کے تحفظ کا ذریعہ بنائیے ان کی زندگیوں میں خوب خوب برکت عطا فرمائیے صحت اور عافیت تندرستی نصیب فرمائیے اور ان کی تمام نیک دلی مرادوں کو پورا فرمائیے یا اللہ ہماری پوٹی پوٹی دعائیں سن لیجئے ہم سب کو ہر خیر عطا فرما دیجئے ہر شر سے ہماری حفاظت فرما لیجئے جن دوستوں نے بچیوں نے بیعت کی ہے ان کی بیعت کو بھی قبول فرما لیجئے اور سلسلے کی برکات سے انہیں مالامال فرمائیے اور انہیں روحانی ترقیات عطا فرمائیے آپ کا قرب عطا آپ کی محبت عطا فرمائیے روزانہ پابندی سے ذکر کرنے کی توفیق عطا فرمائیے آپ کے مقربی محبوبین میں شامل فرمائیے الزاکرین اللہ کثیر و الزاکرات میں ان کا شمار فرمائیے ہماری ٹوٹی پوٹی دعائیں سن لیجئے ہر خیر عطا فرما دیجئے ہر شر سے بچا دیجئے ہر وہ خیر عطا فرما دیجئے جو آپ کے پاک پیارے حبیب صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے آپ سے مانگی ہے ہر اس شر سے پناہ نصیب فرما دیجئے جس سے انہوں نے آپ کی پناہ مانگی ہے ربنا قبل منا انک انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انک انت التواب الرحيم صل اللهم وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى اصحابه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين جزاكم الله خيرا to everybody for attending i just like to take this moment to say جزاكم الله خيرا to our respected honorable ustad for accepting our invitation and for blessing us with this beautiful gathering may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant hazrat even more baraka and grant him good health and afia and allow him to continue doing the amazing work that he is carrying out similarly i'd like to uh, thank masjid al-fala the committee and all of the volunteers who've gone out of their way today alhamdulillah to provide the service everybody attending and to look after the guests may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them in the best of ways similarly all our students and parents from Zaytun Academy have been volunteering since morning alhamdulillah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you all as well uh, alhamdulillah uh, many of our Sheikh's books are available here for purchase today inshallah so please do benefit from them and buy them on your way out this is one very beneficial for Ramadan a gift for Ramadan and there's others as well inshallah so please do on your way out benefit from these books similarly Hazrat has a regular dars of Bukhari in uh, on every Monday on uh, Tuesday
Thursdays is this tafsir of the Quran. Every Thursday there is a lecture as well. Morning Fajr and Dhikr is done. All of this is available on Facebook Live and also YouTube on Tafsir Rahimi. You can benefit from Hazrat in this way, inshallah, on a regular basis as well. And every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, he's up and down the country lecturing in different, different places. Just tune in, inshallah, and you'll be able to benefit on a regular basis from Hazrat, inshallah. On Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, we have a very special program with Sheikh Suleiman Mullah, inshallah. Everybody knows of Sheikh Suleiman Mullah, an international orator, very well known, very well spoken, a great alim, mashallah. So please do attend. After Isha Salah, we have a very special program where he'll be delivering a lecture. Everybody is invited to attend. Now, inshallah, Isha Salah will be... How much time shall we get? Okay, so Isha Salah will be at 9.20, inshallah. 9.20, just to allow people to make and Istinja. Adhan will be done in, in the next, in, in five minutes time, Adhan will be done. 9.20, inshallah, will be Salatul Isha. After Salatul Isha, there's food for everybody. But brothers, I'm just going to request you immediately after Isha, if you just remain in the masjid for a few minutes, food will be upstairs for the brothers. However, the ladies will be performing Salah upstairs. So we just need to allow them to come back down. Uh, so please, just a request. You've been so patient up until now. May Allah reward you all. Just a few more minutes of your patience. The parents, alhamdulillah, the food today is on behalf of the three parents of the girls that are graduating. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them. And I hope you enjoy the meal as well. Is there anything else to mention? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تكونوا كالذين آذوا موسى لا تكونوا كالذين آذوا موسى فبرأه الله مما قالوا وكان عند الله وجيها يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما إنا عرضنا الأمانة على السماوات والأرض والجبال فأبين أن يحملها وأشفقن منها وحملها الإنسان إنه كان ظلوما جهولا ليعذب الله المنافقين والمنافقات والمشركين والمشركات ويتوب الله على المؤمنين والمؤمنات وكان الله غفورا رحيما الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والتين والزيتون وطور سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم ثم رددناه أسفل سافلين إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات فلهم أجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين 
أليس الله بأحكم الحاكمين الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله أنت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك يا ذي الجلال والإكرام اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد اللهم أعني على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك برحمتك يا أخبر